This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Becca, today's a very stressful day for you. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, are you trying to publicize me sitting in the nail-biting anxiety (laughs) of waiting to find out if I got another Paramore presale? When we got on the Zoom, Becca goes, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. (laughs) I I was like, join the club, ma'am. We're all stressed (laughs) these days. I'm stressed about one thing in particular. And just like Raven Baxter, you got me in on your schemes. I did. I had Hunter sign up on my behalf, as well as some other pals. So if we find something out mid-recording, I guess I'll have to leave that on you. That would actually be awesome. Uh, we'll tell the people what, what we're doing. Scheme, uh, scheming-wise. I'm just waiting. So uh, Paramore has famously been avoiding Nashville for this like entire tour cycle so far. And they finally dropped on Monday that they're going to have a one-night-only album release show in Nashville. And I simply must be there, but so must a bunch of other people. And I just, I need to get my fair chance. So I'm just waiting to hear. But what if I presented it to you on Christmas? I was like, here are your tickets. <gasps> well, then that means you would have to buy them. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. um. <laughs> well, it tis the season to be very stressed about multiple things, but right. especially the holidays. Um, lucky for you guys, we have a little bit of like just fun holiday entertainment that we wanted to chat about real quick before we get into okay. the one today. Which one do, so, which one do we want to start off first? So, well, because it was a Disney 411 story leading up to this, Lindsay Lohan um, famously is back in the Netflix movie Falling for Christmas, which is 1,000% a glorified Hallmark film. Oh, I mean, all Netflix Christmas movies are glorified Hallmark movies. Um, also, Cord Overstreet is in Glee. it. So the yes. Glee bubble um, bursts again. <laughs> <laughs> Overlaps on um, some more. But yeah, I, I, not everybody's going to enjoy it, but if you just take it for what it is, which is going to be a cringy predictable oh yeah full of christmas tropes time you'll really enjoy yourself i really enjoyed myself it was great to see Lindsay back in the game um yeah she's funny in this like when she's falling down that hill please <laughs> kate bush who <laughs> you falling down that hill <laughs> that was scary when she fell down the hill <laughs> yeah because it because one the green screen just made it look so scary oh the green screen is so bad um, but yeah, I think it was a fun, it's a fun Christmas movie to watch. Definitely can have it on the background as you're doing whatever Christmas festivities you do and yeah. in the year. Um, it's nice to have this be the movie before she kicks it into high gear. Freaky Friday 2, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I beg, I plead. 
This is my grown-ups. It's on my grown-up Christmas list. We get a little bit of taste of the physical comedy to remind yeah. us yeah. what we need, what we miss. <laughs> what we need. The Lohanasans is upon us. Um, speaking of upon us, we touched upon it last week. Becca and I watched the Dolly Parton Christmas special. And we said we didn't want to talk about it, but then we both watched it. And, and we need to um, <laughs> at least debrief a bit. It is one of the most insane things I have ever laid my eyes upon. The Ta- plot, it There's- starts with a plot, and then the plot kind of just evaporates about five minutes I mean, it's just special. a way... The story just kind of is like our placeholders until you get to the next Dolly Parton song. Right. And there are about 50 of them. <laughs> and then we got the... And in this universe, uh, Billy Ray is a Christmas spirit. Billy Ray is a Christmas spirit that poofs up. <laughs> Miley's real, though. Miley's real, which... um, And Dolly expresses to Miley during the special how thankful she was to have been on Hannah Montana with her. Which, And that same. is not a lie. Yeah. That is. I mean, I mean, it, she has a point. Yeah. Did you really know who Dolly Parton was at nine when that show came out? Yeah, because I'm from Tennessee. Well, yeah. Well, I'm from the South too, so I knew of her. But you know, a lot of people. That was, that was my first time, like, imbibing Dolly Parton. Yes. Yes. Other than being just like a, a passive, like, oh, she exists. Right. But then she yeah. existed to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of put her in our world. It. Go watch. I'm not going to spoil it, but when you see Dolly Parton in a big hoop skirt and is marching her way up to the production office, please have everyone seated because something crazy is about to happen. I am i don't want to spoil anything either, but I do just want to say, if you imbibe in alcohol or <laughs> anything else that might get you a little wee-woo feeling, please, I beg of you, do not go into Dolly's Magical Mountain Christmas sober if you can. Because there's also a moment where she reunites with her sisters. That was about when I had to turn it off. (laughs) The song they sing, I looked to my friend. I said, what is happening? What are we doing? My my boyfriend fell asleep like right before Miley came on. And I could not wake him back up. And I was like, this is too insane for me to continue watching by myself. It's probably for the best that he wasn't there. So I just turned it off. Well, we got a that's the tea. That's the do, well, we got Dolly and Miley together for Christmas, and just in a few weeks, we'll have them back together for New Year's. For New Year's, and that so will be true. fun. They're keeping our holidays, holiday tummies full. Yes. Well, speaking of New Year's, our first story has to do with New Year's, so let's get into Disney 411. Disney 411. All right, this is just an announcement news um, about a performance that is happening New Year's Eve. It won't be on the Miley Cyrus um, and Dolly Parton extravaganza, but if you're a fan of Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, Ali and AJ will be there. I just choked on the term Ali and AJ. Do they still call it Dick Clark's? Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just kind of that's the brand. Ryan Seacrest is hosting, Um, but they are singing with, wait for it, Ben Platt in Disneyland, (laughs) I think, but they're singing Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. So. I still think Ben Platt has a beautiful voice, but he has kind of shown himself to be a bit of a shit (laughs) so <laughs> i'm glad ali and aj are getting more back into the pop culture public eye 
it's been a it's been like 10 like when they came back for 10 years ep like they yeah. were they started coming back and now they're on tour again and they're aren't they playing in the ryman in nashville they are yeah and for those of you who don't know what the ryman is in nashville tennessee that's like a a pretty good venue it's a it's a historic it's venue. a historic venue so that's like a, yeah, it's it's a big deal to play the Ryman. Miley after. Cyrus did a concert special a couple years ago in the Ryman. Um, so if you watch that, that's where it takes place. So that's pretty good. That kind of tells you where I'm. I'm happy for them. I'm happy they're getting their just dues. I probably won't. Maybe I'll watch the performance on YouTube. Um, but good for Ali and AJ. Will yeah, you, getting getting the names out there. I guess you'll be t- turning in, turning and tuning in. To the Dolly Parton, Miley Cyrus. That's where your. That that's where your. That's where my is. loyalty lies. This is loyalty lies. I'm sorry. That's where the loyalty lies. Um, okay. Well, let's keep going with our next story. Um, this isn't. There's no official announcement, but we do keep our eyes on social media, and I knew eventually one Disney show would end up doing this. Um, David Deloise and Jennifer Stone have been teasing on social media about a Wizards of Waverly Place podcast. They have. If you look at their TikToks and Instagram, they're in a recording studio, and they have a sign behind them that says Wizards of Waverly Pod. So I'm assuming they're getting in on the trend of the rewatch podcasts, where they're going to go from the beginning and have special guests on and all that grand stuff. I knew yeah, it didn't. Ned's Declassified is right about to do Ned's, this too. I think Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide is going to do one as well. I knew Disney. I I was wondering when the Disney Channel show was going to happen. Right. I and it makes sense. Wizards has a lot of episodes, so they have a good time doing it. Do you think Selena Gomez will make an appearance on the pod? I don't know, I think, but I hope so. I think the chances are high because she's still friends with Jennifer Stone, who plays Harper. I think she's still really good friends with everyone in the cast. Yeah. And, and when they posted it, they tagged everyone in the cast, including Selena Gomez. I could see her being on the first episode. The first? Yeah. Like, get it out of the way. It's not like she has to be there in person. That's true. But this means, Selena, if you're going to be on their podcast, you have to come on ours. <laughs> right. That's the rule. <laughs> so if you could pick which next Disney Channel show would do a rewatch podcast, what would it be and what would it be called? That's so rewatch, obviously. <gasps> wow. That's good. Who, <laughs> who would host it? It doesn't have to be Raven. No, it doesn't have to be Raven. I, I don't know that Raven would. Um, I would love Annalise. Um, Annalise on the mic. And, uh, maybe like Annalise and Rondell. Oh my god, that would actually be great. <laughs> it would be because then you could get a little bit of commentary on what's going on with the A plot and yeah. the B plot at the same time, which I think is like, I don't know if that's the intention that they set up having these two actors doing this. No, but I think it was just they sent out a they sent out a um, a fishing line and whoever got it, whoever got hooked on came back. Um, my I would say Hannah Montana, um, Hannah Podtana. Okay. Or best of both podcasts. Hmm. Best of both podcasts, I like. The best of both podcasts. Jason Earls in I w- the seat. I was going to say Jason Earls and Emily Osmond. I would I would listen. I would definitely I think listen to that. That would be good. 
Um, I think Hannah Montana one would be. Oh my gosh. The what? um the sweet podcast S U I T E with Kim Rhodes and Brian Stepanek, baby. <laughs> I would I would be tuned in every week. Every week. Every, every week. week Appointment husband. listening. <gasps> Kim Rhodes and Phil Lewis. Appointment listening. No running in my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But Come on, you guys, please. Bart Johnson does a High School Musical rewatch. Get your head in the podcast. He's probably already on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you hear any of these ideas, and just know the time machine said it first. The time machine said it first. That's I'm gonna true. Hope any, and if they're listening and stealing our ideas, you have to come on the podcast on ours. <laughs> That's the rule. Um, speaking of Wizards of Waverly Place, we have some Selena Gomez music updates. Would you like to hear? Yes. All right. More than two years after the release of her third studio album, Rare, um, Selena Gomez revealed on The Tonight Show she's currently in the studio working on some new music, and fans might be getting it even sooner than they expected. Um, When asked by host Jimmy Fallon um, if there's any truth behind the speculation that she's dropping new tunes following the release of her um, documentary, My Mind and Me, Selena responded, that's true. That's accurate. And although Selena is planning to return to her musical roots soon, don't expect her upcoming album to sound like her previous work. She says, I'm so used to writing sad girl songs, but I'm ready to have some fun, and I think people are going to like it. She says she's hopefully going to be touring next year. So Selena wants a hot girl... return to the scene, me thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Selena wants a hot girl summer, it looks like. If she noticed that... Is she known as the sad girl song maker? I think she has been for the past couple years because most of her big hits in the past few years have been like, you know, good for you and same old yeah. love. Like they've all, other than the song, which I famously hate, I think all the rest of them have been like more slow. They have been like sad, like break up jam. adjacent. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way that a lot of the pop scene has been going in the 2020s, which is why our girl Megan Trainor. <laughs> Has made such a big splash, I think, with Made You Look because that's like, it's an upbeat and fun song, and we really don't like get those that much on the radio anymore. Oh no! So it's all like Billy, Billy Eilish, um, or they're singing Kauchi. I'll be home for Kauchi's It's very that. Yeah. Did a lot of people send that to you? I mean, like this reminds me of you. Nobody said it reminded me of them, but I've seen it all so over many, my. Um, well, because you know, if you listen you to podcasts, you know sometimes we talk about how we used to talk in college, like, like, the, like the Demi Doi. <laughs> yeah, people like send it. They're like, "This reminds me of you." I'm like, "Don't what? Oh no, I did something wrong. <laughs> I did everything wrong." If this is what people are sending me, uh, well. That's all the proper Disney 411, but speaking of quiz moise. Well, uh, I wanted to give a quick. Oh. It's, it's go not for come it. up as an official story, but there's been things floating around that um, Olivia Rodrigo said she plans to release new music in 2023. And well, I just, just wanted to be known that um, after I talked some shit on Sour when it first came out, I'm quite excited. Yeah. I've really come around on Sour. I like Good it a lot. Good for you. Good for. <laughs> no, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of quiz moise, 
Luis That's Maurice, the end yes. of Disney 4 and 1 But we have, as of now, our final Raven's Home Rehash. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And so, what, a, what a Christmas present this was to us. So this is called A Country Cousin's Christmas. And we get a return of Betty Jane mm-hmm. and Uncle Delroy. Yes. Played by Raven Simone. In her comedic bag in this episode. I was hooting and hollering. Oh, my God. I, I'm sure we'll get to specific moments, but um, the overall plot is that um, if you don't remember, Alice, the psychopathic cousin, is Betty Jane's daughter. So yes. Betty Jane is coming to San Francisco to visit um, Alice for Christmas. And there's also a charity chill grill drive happening. And Booker pulls a Raven Santa Ray. We literally just talked about Santa Ray. And then they kind of pulled the same thing where he doesn't have a vision. But But he he, opens his present early. He opens his present early and he gets himself in some Troy Blay. And then (laughs) (laughs) because he act like his shoes get sent to the charity drive and a kid opens them. And the kid with the most deadline reading ever is like, Wow, new waves, just what I wanted. Yeah. But Booker in an act of charity ends up giving the um giving the shoes to the little boy. And then it turns out Santa love, love, loves the Baxters because not once but twice has he bailed a Baxter child out of trouble and <laughs> given, right. them, given right. them their Christmas present. You are, because I the thought... shoes end up under the tree. <laughs> the shoes on the other foot, I guess. Yep. And now that we've got that out of the way, we can talk about what actually matters. Yeah. (laughs) So the the main plot is, like Becca said, Betty Jane is coming back. And so the whole episode is Betty Jane trying to give Alice a country Christmas while Raven's like, no, Christmas is how, like, you know, the classic. Yeah. It's the the classic. They have the same dynamic that they had in Country Cousins where Raven is a city girl and Betty Jane is a country girl and doesn't understand that she can't just go fishing in someone's pond. but I was watching this, and Alice has no country accent, doesn't have, like, any country-ified things about her. Why? I was watching this episode. I said, if a random person just watched this episode, just loved Raven's Home. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who just seen Raven's Home exclusively, have never seen Country Cousins. Are they thinking, what <laughs> is happening? Probably. Like, there's, like, been no, like, hints that... Betty Jane, Alice's mom, is, like, like this. Or she comes from, like, maybe it would make sense if, like, every now and then, like, you know in Hannah Montana, how yeah. Billy Ray, Miley, and Jackson would be like, well, that's crazier than a hog wearing a tutu and a side pony. Something <laughs> yes. like that, you know? Maybe that would kind of drop hints. But all of a sudden, Alice, who's, like, a smart scientist kid, opens the door, and her hick town family members come walking through the door. Yeah, and they don't really address that, um at all yeah but imagine not imagine not knowing that and then not only do you see this country person but you see raven in full prosthetics that where's her emmy i said it for country cousins and i'm gonna say when she first of all when betty jane comes in and when delroy comes on no cheer for either of them from the crowd i'm sure from the audience at home they're probably like who are these people these people are famous Yes, but it made sense when the crowd cheered for Chelsea and Takia to come back. Obviously. But Takia, Uncle Delroy, you will always be famous. Okay. So Raven 
did not skip a motherfreaking beat. Mm-mm. The moment Delroy. she's in the door, she's like, you need to put out some snacks for your guests. <laughs> like, I'm going to go back starts, and watch the scenes of her She starts Delroy. eating something and is like, this trail mix is a little dry. And Raven, as Raven, is like, that's potpourri. And she's like, he's like, and Delroy's like, well, still try. Um, but then we, but then Delroy has a, I loved this because it's the first time the country cousins have interacted with, um, now is Delroy Victor's brother? Is that what that is? I think so. I think that's Victor's side of the family. Because Delroy is Alice's grandma. Right. Yes. Grandpa. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that had to be Victor's side of the family. Cause we've met in the original, that's a Raven. We've met Tanya's side. Cause that's where she gets her, um, powers. <laughs> yeah. is from tanya's side so from victor's side we get country um so we get a plot of delroy thinks victor stole the turkey <laughs> the turkeys the turkey um dressing god this family takes great. their food and stealing of food so seriously we got we got a gravy boat mention we did get a gravy boat I mention. I oh, I she, delroy's like well the same thing happened to the gravy boat <laughs> and not only is Raven in her physical and everything comedy bag playing Delroy, she's also in her physical comedy bag as Raven because we get a classic Christmas comedy bit where Betty Jane chops down like a regular tree and brings it in the house for a Christmas tree and Raven gets like the branches stuck to her because they full of sap. Yeah. Also, is that the same thing where Raven is showing a leg? Oh, in that green dress? She is showing a leg. Her sparkly green dress. I can kind of tell Raven ba- Raven Simone was a little uncomfortable in that dress. Okay. The only was that thing. Just me? Yeah, it did not look. And like, like the way they just, had the black sleeve thing maybe on. Maybe just because I know. Just, like, just because I I watch a lot of interviews with Raven Simone personally. Yeah. I can tell like she was just wearing that. Oh, as a, she's an actress, so of course she'll work with them. But you know, I just could tell. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's very pretty. Um, And at one point they go to see, like, Raven wants to take Alice to see the Nutcracker. So Betty Jane goes and is, like, mad that no nuts are cracked. So she causes a scene. And I'm like, no, why didn't we get to see that? Why do they go and come back and tell us what happened? Because we had to get back to the Booker plot. Because we got to get back to the Booker plot. Ugh. But all in all, I wish we had more Delroy. I do too, because every moment, like when he's running, when Delroy like jumps over the boxes <laughs> yes. at one point, you know what I mean. It was so yeah. funny. Um, so every so- time Raven as Delroy would go, Daddy, yo, Daddy stole it. That's what she would say. It was so, like, I think she I'm going to go back and watch a little bit. She never missed a beat. She never missed a beat. And I also love that they aged up Delroy. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's just funny. So now <laughs> I need it. But now I need a teenage version. Of the baby? Of the baby. Right. <laughs> She still has that snaggle too. <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be so funny. I, I wish we got more of the cousins, but this was such a treat. And if you're a fan of Country Cousins, you absolutely have to watch yeah. this episode. It was great. Um, it was great for the holidays. It was fun. Um, and brief commercial report, Disney Channel is doing some of their holiday airings. They are airing Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas mm. Taste. And then they are airing Home Sweet Home Alone. Not taste. Not taste. <laughs> I loved Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. I yeah, I feel like you've talked about how much you like those. I can't help what I like. I got taste. 
Um, so that's the end of Raven's Home season five. That is the end of season five. And for now, like we said, we may revisit Raven's Home Rehash if there's an important episode we have to cover. But this will be the end of Raven's Home Rehash as a regular thing each week. Um, that is, of course, if we see the new trailer and all of a sudden Tanya's there, Orlando makes an appearance, Kyle Massey. Can you imagine? I would be sitting on the ground rocking and being like, what do I do now? I can't cover both of these shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, so favorite moment from season five Raven's Home. I cannot believe we watched a complete freaking full season of Raven's Home. I know. I think I wrote down a quote of you when we found out that Rondell was coming back and you said, I mean, I could watch the season. And we did. We did. Whether we, we liked did. it or not. We Every episode, we did it. Um, I think my favorite moments, other than seeing Cousin Delroy come back, obviously seeing Tanya after the hive waited for so, so, so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the episode with the cop was very um, well done and a really nice change of pace for the show. Yes. I liked how I feel like in this season, Raven Simone got to be more of the Raven Baxter from the original show. I yeah. think. Granted, I've this is the most I've seen of Raven's Home. So maybe if I check out some episodes of lore of Raven's Home, I may think differently, but I don't think so. I don't think they've had Raven in prosthetics. And we no, know that they so. haven't had a country cousin on the other seasons. So, yeah, so I enjoyed that. Because from we what won. I said, it was, we won. <laughs> Winners. So yeah, goodbye to Raven's Home Rehash. Hello, Wildcat Wrap-Up. Yeah. Whenever that's um, happening. Yeah. So be All on the lookout right. for that. I'm sh- I'm assuming like around August. I'm going to say that. Prediction. Yeah. Prediction. August or September. Well, well, that's the end of 411. Yeah, that's the end of Raven's Home Rehash, the end of the 411. And speaking of the Wildcats, what time is it? Yeah. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. time. <laughs> Ooh. Friends, we are continuing with the month of Mary this week and talking about some of the standout performances from the Christmas Disney Parks parades that they have, mm-hmm. which yeah. in the 2000s were just a wonderland of <laughs> insane guests yeah, like Regis Philbin and the Muppets and Jesse McCartney all on the same special together in the lawless land that was 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not only are we going to talk about the performances, but we're also going to be talking about the parade in general. Yeah. I know we're, so what we're talking about, if you don't know what we're talking about exactly, we're talking, we're going to be, this episode, we're going to be talking about the Disney Parks Christmas Parade. It started in 1983 and is still going. Um, So if you don't know, it's a televised parade that airs every Christmas morning across all Disney parks and they kind of pre-tape it and they splash it all together so half of it takes place in california and disneyland and the other half takes place in florida and it's been going on like i said since 83 for a while it was consistently hosted by regis philbin and kelly ripa from like 2002 up until like 2010 it was consistently them and now it kind of is interchangeable on kind of who hosted but whenever i think of the disney parts Christmas parade, I always think of Regis Philbin and Kelly Ripa. Yeah. And I remember as a, and this was a big thing in my family 
like when people watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every Thanksgiving morning, my family would always watch the Disney Parks Parade um, every Christmas morning. And I don't know, but do you, did you watch it a, a lot as a kid growing I up? I have never actually seen one of these things <gasps> live all the way really? through. Yeah, I've seen like the various clips and performances, some of them many times, but I have never actually like seen a parade in full. Oh, see, it would be like we always knew. All right, just to have it on in the background. Like, when does we... that? What does that air on? ABC. ABC. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah, was also. I've never, I've never watched. Yeah. So this was also a way for the Disney stars to broaden their audience because they would pull them in to, and it wasn't just Disney stars singing. Now, we have the likes of we. I let me just go down the list of some people who have performed who aren't Disney stars, like Disney Channel stars. We have. The Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, Kelly Clarkson, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. Jessica Simpson, Catherine McPhee. Um, of course, you have the Disney Channel stars. And then, of course, we have celebrity guests like Tiger Woods, Julie Andrews, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, so this was a, it wasn't just like a rinky-dink, like Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande. It wasn't just like a rinky-dink Disney Channel thing where it's Disney, just like exclusively. Disney Parks does not do rinky-dink. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, this is just Disney Channel. So like every float's going to have like Cole Sprouse and Dylan Sprouse. And, yeah. Well, and, uh, that still would have ate. Lane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have cleared my plate. But yeah, what I'm saying is like. So this was also a way, I think, for the Disney stars to get out there and broaden their horizons. There was one year that it was co-hosted by, in in um, Los Angeles, it was Regis and Kelly. And then they would head on over to Disney World, hosted by the Muppets. And one of my favorite things about the Muppets is the joke for me is, like, they live among us. Yeah, of course they do. They, like, they could be your Uber driver. <laughs> and that just makes me laugh. Yeah. And you're not supposed to think, like, anything twice about it. Um, but, yeah, I think I enjoy it. It's a fun Christmas tradition for myself. This is a way for me to kind of know a little bit more about the parks. Because they would, do, they would um, do previews of rides and upcoming attractions, which I thought was pretty fun. Oh, and a little fun fact. Uh, the 2005 edition of the parade won the Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Special Class Special. And we're actually going to be covering a few things from that year, I believe. Yeah. That should was we, the should year. Should we drop the full lineup right at the front or should we just let it be a surprise as we go? Uh, I think we sh- we can let everyone know what we will be talking about so you can actually YouTube them yourself so you know you're you're following along with us. Okay. So, they're all on YouTube by the way, like full like clips of them and in full. So, for today's episode, we're actually specifically going to, of course, talk about the parks and Disney stuff and all that, but we really wanted to break down some of the performances, and Becca and I are going to watch these performances live and then give you our full-on live reactions. So, we'll be talking about the performances by, I feel like the, I feel like the um, <laughs> announcer in the parades. Speaking of, I was watching some of them. Only the Disney Parks Parade will you have the same lineup as Beyonce and then the Doodle Bops in the same breath. Because <laughs> literally, they're like, what the f- performance is by? Beyonce, the Doodle Bops. 
Appearances by Julie Andrews, Bear from Bear in the Big Blue House, the cast of High School Musical, Mariah Carey. And I'm like, what is happening? That is a music festival lineup would gobble. Dual headliners, Beyonce and the Drew I loved it so much. I loved it so much. All right, so we're actually going to, these are the performances that we'll be reacting to. If you want to go to YouTube and check them out during or after you listen, we're going to be talking about, like I said, performances by um, the cast of High School Musical 2 performing What Time Is It? Christmas Time. The cast of Descendants performing Jolly to the Core. Um, Miley Cyrus performing All I Want for Christmas Is You. The Cheetah Girls performing Cheetalicious Christmas. And the Jonas Brothers performing Joyful Kings. And we're also going to be looking at a segment that Christy Carlson Romano did and Jesse McCartney talking about um, Walt Disney World. So I'm excited about that. So here we go. We'll be back with our reactions to all these things. We'll talk about them. All right. Well, let's get this party started with we're going to start reacting and have our first fresh opinions of Miley Cyrus. All I want for Christmas is you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to rock it out this Christmas? We are, Miley. We are. That zoom in was so tight. <laughs> She's eating with these arm movements. She knew she was on ABC. That's me. I heart Miley. That's me with the time. Screaming, Miley. Screaming. The camcorder. Oh, uh, no whistle note for Miley. <laughs> nope. I love, I love how the music fully ends and she just goes, yeah, one more time. Okay, so we're back after watching Miley Cyrus oh all over Christmas. Okay. She so, ate. She did eat. Mariah Carey found shaken in her boots. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, I would. I, it's, I'm, I'm it, they fine. obviously had to change the key to make it fit Miley's voice. And I think it was obviously. a little too fast. Like, the way that she did the verses, like, there was no time for the breaks. It it did feel like the chipmunk version of All I Want for Christmas is You. (laughs) Because it was very fast. And I could tell Miley's like, (laughs) Um, with a lot of people with great signs that they just wrote in the car um, on their way here with permanent marker. (laughs) Right? The signs are all so botchy. I mean, but who, what other Disney star would sing All the Way for Christmas is You? Who would have the guts? Who would have the guts, per se? I know. And, the, like, the people in the crowd, all these children are so happy to be there. And they're all us. Oh, yeah. What do we think of the... I liked it. I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was fun. Oh, I'm not saying it was bad. I think they did a good job making that song work for Miley. Yeah. Um, I think she did fun. Like, her arm movements in the big... <laughs> It sleeves. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It's a great way to kick this off. Uh, and I think this Miley is one of the most consistent performers throughout these parades. So this Makes is sense. one out of the three performances she's had. Her first was actually as Hannah Montana. Um, and they credit her as Miley Cyrus as Hannah Montana. That's why I think they were like unsure if she was going to make it on her own. Well, once they found out, they're like, okay, we're going to give you the one of the biggest Christmas songs of all time, Miley Go out and have some fun. Go out there. It also ended very weird. It did end like, super weird. 
it ended with the music stopped, but she kept going, you, you. Yeah, no whistle note for, uh, no whistle note in Miley's version. Unneeded. Unneeded. Um, and speaking of unneeded. But imagine if she next- tried. They wouldn't have dared. <laughs> they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have put her in that position. It would have been like that one video um, of Mariah Carey. You know the Mike feed one where she's like yeah. singing, where she goes, "You, yeah." It probably yeah. would have been like that. They wouldn't have if they made a mockery out of Miley Cyrus. <laughs> she would have burned those Mickey ears to the ground. Mickey like, would okay. have never made a mockery of his cash cow. Literally, you should be like, okay, try to pay your light bills after you just made me look like a fool. Say I'm Mickey made a mockery four times fast. I dare you. Mickey made a mockery. Mickey made a mockery. Mickey made a mockery. Mickey made a mockery. Mickey Next. Mouse made a mockery. <laughs> Speaking of making a mockery out of a song, um, um, it's time for yeah. our next performance by the cast of High School Musical. What time is it? Christmas, Christmas time. time. This is our first. I, I guess this is something that they do pretty regularly, where they kind of change up the lyrics of a popular Disney song to make mm-hmm. it fit with the season. And this and is one of the first I was aware of. You horn a summer song about how excited you are to summer into how excited you are for Christmas. Okay, let me go well, ahead and get out my pad and pen because I know I'm going to want to write down the most bananas lyric changes. Well, we're about to find out how. <laughs> We can shoehorn a a song celebrating summer into a song celebrating Christmas. You know, the opposite time of year. Literally, the (laughs) polar opposite. Okay. Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. No, Lucas, no, Zach. Turn this this off right now. Where is Lucas? Okay, Corbin in the Christmas colors. Family time. Not, not these kids singing the words like they know them. Right. <laughs> the words are different. Oh my god, Ashley on the golf cart. She was like, I'm not learning this dance. <laughs> They're doing like a not as technical version. Yeah, they did like sort of the head thing, but not all the way. Okay, now what do the Wildcats have to do with Christmas? Explain. Right. A direct link to Ashley's mic feed. <laughs> okay, we're back. So that was uncomfortable. <laughs> that. <laughs> so I guess they can do a pre-recorded version because they made those lines up about five minutes before they're supposed to go on. Clearly, those yeah. Were those were live. And they still shoehorned the Wildcats chant in there. That was horrid. No more waking horrid. up at 6 a.m. except on Christmas Day. The Wildcats I'm not said waking, so. I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. on Christmas Day. I'm no, not. I'm not either. Sorry. I don't got I don't gotta go to work <laughs> and I don't have to go to school. Presents can wait. So what did you write down any of the dreaded lyric changes? I just sat there with my jaw dropped. Um, I loved how they reworked Vanessa's line about wanting to fall in love in the summer, about wanting to fall yeah. in love in the winter. <laughs> but yeah, then they, they explicitly said, instead of like, ready for some sunshine for my heart to take a chance, she says, ready for some mistletoe so my heart can take a chance. So she's explicitly talking about kissing. Because <laughs> and instead of moving, Instead of moving away, she's here to stay and snow's on the way. Snow is on the way. So that's really good to know. 
Snow is on the way. Santa's on the way. Yeah. Everything is on oh. the way. Oh, my God. Obsessed this... with how Ashley Tisdale rolled up in the golf cart midway yeah, through. Yeah, she rolled up in, in, the, <laughs> in the golf cart from the movie. But if it's going to be Christmas, why wasn't she in a sleigh? Also, their dancing was, like, so stiff. Like, everybody was so stiff. Yeah. Even Corbin, who is a dancer. Yeah. It's also noted It's also noted that Zac Efron and Lucas Grabeel are not a part of this performance. They were not there. Corbin Blue taking over for the Troy solo, which might have been why he was so nervous. <laughs> yeah. And then Monique <laughs> is taking over the Lucas part. It looked Ashley. like Monique stumbled a little bit at one point. Well, she's probably not. Corbin and Monique aren't used to being in the spotlight during these True. songs. Well, they are all out there in heels on this like makeshift stage. It's probably, well, I don't know how cold it actually is. It's a, well, I don't know that they're in Disneyland, I'm assuming. Yeah. But whether probably you're in California 70. or you're in Florida, it's probably not that. Yeah. It's interesting huh. that it's not surprising that Zach Efron wasn't there. No. Surprised but Lucas? What Lucas doing? What was Lucas I'm doing? I'm surprised Vanessa was there, to be honest. Right. You know, well, you know, this is the first time the High School Musical gang performed together on I a mean, Disney parade. Ashley was like, you're getting me, but you're not getting all of me. Yeah. So I don't like they where, where they actually were in the Christmas parade the year before, but it was Lucas, Ashley, Monique and Corbin performing. We're all in this together. So Zach has never attended a Christmas parade. I mean, Zach Efron, the Grinch I'm... confirmed. <laughs> you could probably bet on it. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there. So uh-huh. please, please. Yeah, this isn't our first entry for today's episode about reworking things to make them holly and jolly. Um, But so far, that was pretty bad. Well, I think the other one we're covering today that reworks things to make them holly and jolly is another thing that takes the song and what the song is already about and just flips it on its head and hopes that it works. Okay, (laughs) there are so many other High School Musical 2 songs they could sing to still, like, why don't they just sing every day? I know. Wait, why didn't Ashley Tisdale just sing Fabulous? And she could have easily, instead just, of... Just, like, listed her Christmas presents? Yeah. Oh, my God. Disney. Come We are giving yeah, you, you wanna... so many good ideas for free on the Time Machine like... podcast weekly. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, yeah, I know you wanted a song with the whole cast and do... Okay, they could do All for One... They could have done, this, like, a medley. They could have done, like, a little snippet and taken, like, maybe a couple lines of a song and worked it in. I don't know. All for I, one. How, how much? Do they say summer a lot in All for One? Our real summer this has summer, just begun, yeah. This season has just begun. We're going to have fun in the sun. But the season, the, is, no? the season is definitively over on December 25th. Well, they're, what time is it? Christmas time? They're literally talking about it's finally time. Well... The original High School Musical cast is their second performance, is their last performance um, on a Disney parade up until about three years ago where the next generation of High School Musical cast members performed at a parade. They rose up. Um, a couple years ago, the, the series cast, Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett, did a High School Musical medley at the parade. Well, see, they already worked in a better idea. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't do know how to do a medley. <laughs> yeah, they just they just thought they were gonna be they just want to be quirky and funny, um, and it didn't really work out. No. Um. So so should we move on to our next performance? Yes. I think it's time to get an, into another solo, and let's go look at Raven performing 
backflip. Raven Simone. Raven on float! Why is she acting like Raven Baxter? Right out of the gate. She's on clock. <laughs> Ray is full of Christmas cheer. She she has to be lip syncing if she's on a float, right? I mean, she's definitely lip syncing. Remix? <laughs> Sing, Ray. That was so what? strange. <laughs> okay, we're back. Uh, that was, that was so weird. weird. That was crazy. <laughs> so Raven begins the parade on, a, on the float. She gets off the float, acting like Raven Baxter, screaming, oh, snap. They introduced her as Raven Simone, but that was Raven Baxter on the float. That was Raven Baxter in the float. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she gets off the float. The boys start dancing. It's a pretty normal performance. Then she stops and goes, Remix! And she starts singing live, but there's sort of like a Nutcracker esque interlude that plays, and these boys start. Doing <laughs> I thought like she was going to sing like a Christmas song. I did too. But then it goes into backflip, but she's but singing she live, sings, and it's running. She just sings live, and it's running around, running and she's around, just saying the word backflip. and then it just abruptly ends, and this all takes place over the course of a minute and thirty-four minute. seconds. And then when she ends, all those children rush her, which same. Yeah, but that was not. If you had put nine-year-old me within three feet of Raven Simone, it would have been over for both of us. Like that's just I, I'm 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 with those kids. My favorite thing is like when they cut to the crowd, and I'm sure half the time they just don't even know what's going on. No, it like the children like look up at the camera with these dead eyes and like throw up their hands and kind of like a half wave. Like as opposed to the Miley Cyrus performance we watched, they like were foaming at the mouth. For Miley's performance. They were there for Miley. Yeah. They got out that piece of paper. The people that are seeing Raven are like confused. Yeah. They're like, why are you, why is she performing backflip? Because it was like, off her have... CD. Yes, but. Why didn't Raven she has... change? Why didn't she perform This Is My Time and change it to Christmas My Time? Once again, <laughs> get Disney freaking mouse. Christmas My board. Time to <laughs> What I must have Nothing impossible When Christmas is true And Santa's real This is my time Instead we got unhinged Raven Raven Baxter kidnapped Raven Simone It was probably stuffed In the truck that is carrying the parade It was a a real Hannah Montana Cousin Luann moment Literally Raven, that was not your best. It was chaotic, like I hope every Raven performance is. Oh, I, I can only imagine so. But that was wild. And you have to love it just for that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of loving things, we love the Disney parks, right? Mm-hmm. We do. Favorite ride at, Di- favorite ride at Disney World. Go. Ooh. Um, I think the Tower of Terror is the, has the most special place <gasps> in my heart. Tower of Terror as well, which I think is a great segment. We're going to take a break with performances and watch a segment that Christy Carlson Romano did and Jesse McCartney talking about some rides that are coming soon to Disney parks. And one of them being Jesse McCartney introducing the Tower of Terror. Um, So let's go ahead and uh, cue that up. 
Christy blink twice. <laughs> if you're okay. Not her choreograph steps. <laughs> okay, the news anchor walk and talk. She's got it in the bag. <laughs> is she on Dayquil or something? <laughs> that scarf is atrocious. Remember that time Jesse McCartney said he was never a Disney kid and he's doing this? Jesse, this is Jesse in his sweet life era with yeah. the crunchy bangs. I feel like he had his hands in his pockets that entire time. <laughs> All right. So we just watched the two segments of Christy Carlson Romano and Jesse McCartney doing some things around the Disney parks. Christy Carlson Romano looks like she does not want to be there. Christy Carlson Romano is being held hostage by <laughs> the cast of this Snow White musical show that they were promoting. But also like a soft launch into her anchor career. Right. Like she is in a brown blazer done up, hitting her marks <laughs> as if she there like, were X's and tape on the ground. She sounded like she's on Dayquil like the entire time. And then Jesse is just in his like, <laughs> like, oh, like, bro. Hey. I'm yeah, messy. but like with the longest scarf in the longest history of scarves. Longest scarf in recorded history. Draped why around did, him. Okay, if it's Christmas, why did they dress both of them in all brown? Head to toe brown. Yeah. Poopy brown. Yeah, and then the ra- <laughs> poopy brown. The Raven performance we watched, and so far all the performances we watched, they're in Christmas colors. Yeah, they're either in, like Miley was in white, but like the Cast of High School Musical was in like reds, greens, blues. <laughs> Yeah, Raven, Raven was, was in, in kind green, of like a white, red and white, white and white and red. Yeah, and then this is brown. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. Um, I love so like, I love footage of the Tower of Terror that actually shows it being what it is, which is a seated ride. Because I feel like yeah. all the stuff from the '90s used to make me think that I was going to be standing up, hitched to nothing, falling oh, to my yeah. death. Like that was how they made it look. Yeah. And then Jesse's um, like, I'm going to be scared. But he's just kind of like, oh. The way, he, the way he, like, was talking was like, I was in middle school and he was peer pressuring me to go do something. Right. He's like, I'm. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He literally ended it. He's like, what happens in the Tower of Terror stays in the Tower of Terror. I was like, what you doing in the Tower yeah, of Terror? what did you do in the Tower of Terror? <laughs> Mr. Beautiful Soul, which <laughs> the segment was introduced by co-host of, the, of that year, Miss Piggy and Kermit. And Miss Piggy says that she was the inspiration to Beautiful Soul. And they and they cued Christy Carlson Romano in by. Um, and she has a new album out called Christy's Greatest Disney Hits. <laughs> Which, they're so true for that. My, my canon is that what happened in the Tower of Terror stays in the Tower of Terror because Jesse McCartney took Miss Piggy there to get a little kiss. Get away from me! You can't tell me if you had a chance to give Miss Piggy a little kiss, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> just a little kiss. Um, just a little, just a little pecka from the schnout. All right, should we go into our? We're go, let's go back to these performances. Yes. And let's hit it back with hopefully it'll be a good one, which is Jonas Brothers performing "Joyful Kings." What is that? You're about to find out. Okay, they're on the main stage like Miley was. They're all in Christmas flannels. Someone is using their Disney autograph book and it says, I love the Jonas Brothers on it. The screams are overwhelming. I don't want the Jonas Brothers to push their Christian agenda on me. (laughs) (laughs) 
the Christmas parade? Oh, it's a mashup. I'm sorry, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's hair so poofy. <laughs> so I just want to briefly read one of the comments on this YouTube video. Please. Um, from 12 years ago. I love Christmas. Every time I see or hear the Jonas Brothers, my day becomes brighter. Oh, that was nice of them. So what the what Joyful Kings is is a mashup of Joy to the World and We Three Kings of Orient. Yeah. So this is just the Jonas Brothers being like, we love Jesus. This it was very it was worship concert. It was so CCM. Yeah. Big CCM vibes, especially when Nick starts being like, yeah, oh, oh towards the end. Like I'm, no Christmas song needs that. I know, you. like with Christmas songs. <laughs> When it is religious heavy, those like I know like in a lot of uh, programs that they do Christmas song, they kind of just like steer away from those kind of songs for like you know because they just kind of do like holiday songs like I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. It's just like the word Christmas, you know what I mean? Or yeah. um, so I'm surprised they did like We Three Kings, Christ is Born. Right. Well, I guess when we did the Raven one, they did Oh Holy Night. I don't know. Just you, just some, like from what I've seen so far, they're 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 keeping all the songs very vague. Of like, it's just like holiday songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Nick was singing like this was his only chance to get into heaven. He had to prove it now. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Also, did you notice this? The stage seemed to be set up very strangely, and that it was like. There was a pocket of fans kind of trapped in the middle, like with the stage kind of all the way around them. And then everybody else is back. So was that like the screams were prominent throughout the entire performance? Like this was clearly the Jonas Brothers New Year. (laughs) Yeah. And you never want to trap people with with religion. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was. So, so far we've had main stage performances by I'm 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 assuming the main stage performances are the ones on the castle. Um, so so far, mm-hmm. the cast of High School Musical, Miley and the Jonas Brothers have gotten the main stage performances. Raven has float. gotten the float. <laughs> makes me think. I'm just kidding. Um, makes me think like Can I'm we just I, different different years, different ways of doing things. Yeah, I mean, I want. I mean, Raven is good on the floats because she can interact with the crowds a lot more. Yeah. You know, um, but I love how I also loved how um, Joe was like kind of letting Nick carry the whole performance while he just went around and like slapped fans high five. Yeah. And what's up with Joe always draping himself around Kevin? Right. Why is that? I'd be like, stop. I'm trying to guitar here. Bro. Also, Kevin's yeah, hair. Kevin was Kevin's cu- hair was curled fluffy <laughs> what do they say the the higher the hair the closer to god <laughs> was it humid that day i don't know but the curls were curling the curls were curling 
All right. Do you think it's time for our next one? We're getting out. We're, we're getting down to the end here. Um, so these, this is our final two performances. So we're going to hit the Descendants cast, Jolly to the core. That jacket, though, Dove's jacket, is amazing. This always happens this magic time of year. We're lighting candles. I also always forget that Boo Boo Stewart cannot sing a note. Nog? Mickey, what you doing so close to jump like that? Hey, Minnie, you better get it, Minnie. This is definitely pre-recorded. Yeah. Because it looks like some of them are in Disney World and some of them are in Disneyland. We have Boo Boo and Dove at one and Cameron and Sophia in the other park. Random peace message thrown in there. They said, they said love, not war. So I have seen this one before, and I think the difference between this and the What Time Is It performance is that What Time Is It still kept basically the same song. Yeah. The The only resemblance this has to Rotten to the Core is the beat. Yes. Every lyric is changed. Which I think that's what the High School Musical cast should have done. They could have still done What Time Is It, Christmas Time, what have you. I enjoyed this a, a lot more than High School Musical. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of cringy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the no, moment no. where that the background person just goes, Nog. <laughs> <laughs> like jolly to the core. Um, I don't know why they had Sophia Carson and Cameron Boyce in Disneyland, or in Disney World, and Dove Cameron and Boo Boo Stewart in Disneyland. That was strange. Yeah, I'm wondering um, who got the call that they have to get on a flight to Florida. Right. Like, why aren't they all together maybe it was supposed to be like well because maybe it was because they wanted to emphasize that this takes place over this parade takes place over two parks so we're gonna do a performance that takes place in two parks so it's probably why yeah i mean i it is cringy but i like it's fun and it definitely does a better job of like yeah just being what it is than (laughs) the other one did Definitely more of an earworm than what time is it Christmas time? Oh, yeah. Jolly to the core. I'll be thinking about that. I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking I'm jolly. <laughs> and at the end when they just went. <laughs> Dove Cameron's fit. I have had engraved in my brain since I first really? saw this video. The, I love the jacket. I really like the jacket. It's like sparkly emerald green. Well, to be fair, I saw this in college when I was going through a lot more of like a sparkly green yeah. phase. And I had a lot of, I owned a lot of velvet. Um, you did. I did. Good for you though. I mean, I still do. Like, I just don't have nearly as much as I had back in the day. I'm but. wondering if Kenny saw the High School Musical 2 performance a couple years before that. And he, he was said, like, uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, if my name's going to be attached to this, I'm going to make it look good this time. Yeah. We're going to have like, a full let's performance. Let's do that again. <laughs> Once again from the top. And this time we're going to put a little production into it. We're going to... This time we're going to uh, actually do a Christmas song. Right. 
We're going to actually do a Christmas song and not just do a Mad Lib version of the song for summer. Yeah. I liked this. So to people that say that we don't like anything after the 2010s, mm-hmm. we begged to differ. I liked this. We begged also, to differ. Also, I am a Descendants 1 and 2 stan. Oh, you love Descendants. I love Descendants. Well, speaking of something we love, we're going to go back about 10 years before that last performance. Um, and we're going to close out our performance reviews and make this Christmas a Cheetalicious Christmas with yes. a performance by the Cheetah Girls singing Cheetalicious Christmas. Without Raven. Without Raven, of course, because she had her own float. It's the 50th anniversary of Disney. Of the... and oh. Raven Simone is at Animal Kingdom... Uh, performances by Cheetah Girls, Ali and AJ, Fantasia. Where are the Cheetah Girls? Because if they put Raven in Animal Kingdom <laughs> and the Cheetah Girls on the main stage, <laughs> this isn't the circle of life here. You can't just put Raven Simone in your worst park. Yeah, Bob Iger introduces this. Back at it again. <laughs> oh my God. Back at it again, Bob Iger. <laughs> Bob, back at it again, Iger. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Whoa! Ali and AJ on the floor, and the Cheetah Girls. Strike it! Strike it! Hit it! Yes. <laughs> They're disassociating. Adrian eight. Wow, so hot. So that was a very cheetalicious <laughs> ending to our performances. Oh yeah. They all struck a pose. They all waved. They were on. So I just want to know why they were on the main stage and Raven right, yeah, was so tucked away. This was the year in the Animal uh, Kingdom. Of 2005, and on the description it tells you everyone who's there in performances, and it said Raven was in Animal Kingdom while the Cheetah Girls got to perform. Hmm. I think that's why they gave her the float the next year, and say gave her backflip and a remix. Cheetahlicious Christmas. What is a Christmas cheetah? Because that's what they. Because they're like. I. I don't know. They're like, if you want to be a Christmas (laughs) cheetah, this is what you have to do. As opposed to what? What do you have to do? A summer cheetah, a fall cheetah. A St. Patrick's Day cheetah. Sabrina Bryan. Um, I loved Regis Philbin and Kelly Ripa trying to find things to say. say. about the cheetah girls. They're like, here we go. It's the cheetah girls. And then at the very end, Kelly Ripa just goes, so hot. Like, what? Well, did you notice? They're like, it's our favorite artist. Um, no, they said some of our favorite artists are on Disney Channel, like the Cheetah yeah. Girls. I'm like, but why, 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 why did they have Allie and AJ stand on that float to stay on the float and watch the Cheetah Girls step down and perform? I think maybe the Cheetah, Allie and AJ were going to perform right after. And then the Cheetah Girls are going to go on the float. But I just want to know Strange. who explained the Cheetah Girls to Regis Philbin. And what vernacular did they use? It's like, so the cheetah girls. The what girls? The cheetah girls. They're humans? No, they're cheetahs. No, they're humans. 
But, you know, we you win some, you lose some. The Cheetah Girls performance, <laughs> it's, it's very It's active. what you would expect from a Cheetah Girls very performance like at a Disney Parks sharp, Christmas Day Parade. Sharp moves, Sabrina Bryan. Sharp movements. Sabrina Bryan lead. It's very like, one, two, hit it. Three, four, nah. Yeah. Um, it's exactly what you would expect. What are those pants Sabrina Bryan's wearing? They looked like sweatpants. Sweatpants. <laughs> But like they gauchos? like they like opened up like at the knee. <laughs> yeah, my sister, my little sister, stole a pair very early two thousands. Oh man, they oh, all looked course. like they were going to like a PTA meeting in some way. <laughs> right um, along with Christy Carlson Romano. Right along with Christy Carlson, <laughs> their anchor and flight attendant. Well, that is the, all the performances we'll be covering for this incarnation of our review of the yeah. Disney Parks Christmas well, Parade. We all, I know we always ask you guys to like let us know what you think, but let us know what you thought of this because there are many, many, many more of these performances that we could yes, talk we had, about. We had to dwindle them down. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Miley, this is, we covered one. <laughs> there were initially three Miley's in this line. There was three Miley's. There was like two Ravens. And then there's like a bunch of things that I want to talk about because like we just mentioned, this performance of the Cheetah Girls later on the program Raven is doing a behind-the-scenes of Animal Kingdom for some reason. So there's, yeah. like, all that stuff. We could talk about that. as long, And we... Not even Disney stars performing this. Um, Beyonce performs one year. Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. So how does that... When, like... How do the audience react to, the like, Beyonce? Do they go crazy for Beyonce? Or, like, the next performance when Hannah Montana arrives, do they go crazier for that? Do they go crazier for Beyonce or for the Doodle Bops? Right. That one year, maybe we'll go back. Because I know I personally would have made a little commotion for the Doodle Bobs. Can we get a commotion for the Doodle Bobs? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, so do we need to rank? Can we rank how jolly? Okay, let's rank um, who had the best performance of the ones we watched. I'm going to say... I think I'm going to give it to the Descendants. Oh! <gasps> Ooh, I'm going to give Miley. Miley's was good. I think in terms of like live performances, it was probably Miley. Miley. But in terms of just overall enjoyment, like crafting, Christmas theming, there was, all around best I would give to the there Descendants. There was thought in the, in the Descendants performance. And then there was just a group chat sent by Bob Iger to the cast of High School Musical. Being like, hey, like this, like this message if you can perform at my parade tomorrow. Right. <laughs> No replies from um, Zach or Lucas. Um, but yeah, that was fun. I would love to do this again. So like I said, we have plenty of parades to choose from. Plenty the, of parades. The Descendants one was the most recent one. And that was kind of cool to see in more high def. Yeah. And all that great stuff. Um, and but, like all the production value that they put yeah, into it. Definitely product. Yeah. The earlier they are, the more basic parade it is. Yeah. Um, because I don't think they started using that really main stage until like Miley and all them started coming. Then I think it was just on the floats. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but also, what- by the way, listeners, if you were still wondering, we've made it to the end of the episode, and there is still no news on this damned presale. Because they they knew you were recording and they wanted to keep you at bay. All right. But I, <laughs> so I'll I don't want to hold you any longer, Becca. But I do have to ask. Well, it's. What's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is that it's better to 
just rework something completely and make it about Christmas than it is to kind of mm-hmm. just shoehorn Christmas into a summertime property. Yeah. I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you're a host at a parade and you have no idea, it's clear you have no idea who the performances are and you just watch the performance. All you got to say is that was hot. And it kind of still <laughs> exactly. works. Um, all right, Becca, if people want to see how you're jolly to the core, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me being jolly to the core on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, and check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, also doing some Christmas content over there. We are YGSSG podcast on all the socials or just anywhere you might look us up. All right, and if you want to keep up to date on all things about me, if you want to see how I'm jolly to the core, you can find me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. But if more importantly, if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, um, follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. Um, just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Uh, leave us a review. If you leave one, we will read it here on an episode. and It'll be great. Give us five stars on Spotify if you ever so are kind to do so. Um, we love talking to you guys on all the social media platforms. Tell us, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Uh, tell us what you don't want to hear. Um, because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right, y'all. One more week in one the month week. of Mary. One more little present to deliver to you. Um, and we're just going to be traveling down a little festive street. Yeah. Maybe a lane. Maybe. <laughs> With our favorite girl who loves to just talk and talk and keep the word count at a certain number if you i'll leave it at that yeah well um until we see ones (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we will see you later time travelers Uh, always buckle your seatbelts